Hey guys, it's Rinaldi. Uh, phasing up to two today. First off, I'd, uh, I need to apologize for my actions on uh, Memorial Day weekend. I, uh, I messed up, you know, I was wrong, and um, I hit a wall, guys. I got complacent, started feeling entitled. So, uh, just need to apologize for that. Hope you guys can forgive me. Um, other than that, I'm looking forward to seeing you guys. I miss you all. Uh, yeah. God is good. Love you. July 4th. And now it's time for our reading today in the New Testament. And we'll be reading from the book of Acts, chapter 22, verse 17. We'll go through chapter 23, verse 10. And we'll see as we read that Paul was in danger. If the Romans did not imprison him the Jews would kill him. What means did God use to help Paul? Well, his integrity. And the other means that God used was strategy. Now this did not set Paul free, but it did divide the enemy camp and get the Romans to protect their prisoner a little better. And God used advocacy. Christ had assured him when he was in Corinth, and he would assure him again. Paul knew that if God is for us, who can be against us? And with that, let's begin our reading today in the New Testament. July 4th, Acts chapter 22, verse 17, through chapter 23, verse 10. One day after I, Paul, returned to Jerusalem, I was praying in the temple, and I fell into a trance. I saw a vision of Jesus saying to me, Hurry, leave Jerusalem. For the people here won't believe you when you give them your testimony about me. But Lord, I argued, they certainly know that I imprisoned and beat those in every synagogue who believed on you. And when your witness Stephen was killed, I was standing there agreeing. I kept the coats they laid aside as they stoned him. But the Lord said to me, Leave Jerusalem, or I will send you far away to the Gentiles." 
The crowd listened until Paul came to that word. Then with one voice they shouted, Away with such a fellow! Kill him! He isn't fit to live! They yelled, threw off their coats, and tossed handfuls of dust into the air. The commander brought Paul inside and ordered him lashed with whips to make him confess his crime. He wanted to find out why the crowd had become so furious. As they tied Paul down to lash him, Paul said to the officer standing there, Is it legal for you to whip a Roman citizen who hasn't even been tried? The officer went to the commander and asked, What are you doing? This man is a Roman citizen. So the commander went over and asked Paul, Tell me, are you a Roman citizen? Yes, I certainly am, Paul replied. I am too, the commander muttered, and it cost me plenty. But I am a citizen by birth. The soldiers, who were about to interrogate Paul, quickly withdrew when they heard he was a Roman citizen, and the commander was frightened because he had ordered him bound and whipped. The next day, the commander freed Paul from his chains and ordered the leading priests into session with the Jewish high council. He had Paul brought in before them to try to find out what the trouble was all about. Gazing intently at the high council, Paul began, Brothers, I've always lived before God in all good conscience. Instantly, Ananias the high priest commanded those close to Paul to slap him on the mouth. But Paul said to him, God will slap you, you whitewashed wall. What kind of judge are you to break the law yourself by ordering me struck like that? Those standing near Paul said to him, Is that the way to talk to God's high priest? I'm sorry, brothers. I didn't realize he was the high priest, Paul replied. For the scriptures say, Do not speak evil of anyone who rules over you. Paul realized that some members of the high council were Sadducees, and some were Pharisees. So he shouted, Brothers, I am a Pharisee, as were all my ancestors, and I am on trial because my hope is in the resurrection of the dead. This divided the council, the Pharisees, against the Sadducees. For the Sadducees say there is no resurrection or angels or spirits. But the Pharisees believe in all of these. So a great clamor arose. Some of the teachers of religious law who were Pharisees jumped up to argue that Paul was all right. We see nothing wrong with him, they shouted. Perhaps a spirit or an angel spoke to him. Well, the shouting grew louder and louder, and the men were tugging at Paul from both sides, pulling him this way and that. Finally, the commander, fearing they would tear him apart, ordered his soldiers to take him away from them and bring him back to the fortress.
And as the dawn breaks And the clouds clear In an open space Together we will run Good morning, this is Pastor Tom. I want to follow up on the encounter and just to kind of reiterate uh, what was in my heart about the journey of starting this ministry years ago. And all the people that have truly sacrificially given to the Lord and just come alongside uh, many of us throughout time to bring it where it is today. Just wanted you guys to know that as you're doing what you do daily now, it means everything to what has allowed us to then birth this refuge for women. And everything else we're doing to replicate, everything we're doing in regards to champions. So as you guys are becoming men of God and doing things in excellence, it's allowing us to expand territory, to go deeper, to go farther, because we have order, because you guys are truly becoming the examples that others are coming to see. And I think sometimes we get so deep in the weeds of our day-to-day process and things that we do that we forget the awareness of what we're being used for and the witnesses that we have. So I just want to encourage you guys that God is using you mightily. You may not feel like it. You may not even know it consciously, but I want to tell you it's true. Um, people are coming to hear about the refuge. I'm walking with people to start refuge-like ministries. And also we're getting ready to start the women's ministry that we could not do if we did not have order and we did not have uh, things that are smooth in regards to our day-to-day processes and making sure that we're caring deeply for you guys and that uh, that what we have now is is working well so keep it up stay focused understand that you're part of a bigger picture and god's using you to really come against this demonic epidemic throughout our state throughout our country and um, you're just a part of a big big movement that that the lord's doing through his spirit and uh None of us are qualified for this. None of us have really even asked for this. Uh, but the Lord has, has chosen us. So my heart for you is to continue in prayer, continue to uh, kind of come up out of the weeds every once in a while and pray for your leadership, pray for those around you that are sacrificially giving, and especially pray for the directors and coordinators and servant leaders that are there uh, truly just trying with all they can to to serve you and us well. So I'm very proud to be a part of uh, such a great ministry in terms of just who you guys are. And um, I count it a joy, quite frankly, that God would even choose me at this time to to walk with you. So know that I love you. Know that I am truly praying for you daily and that my heart is that you'll become all that God uh, has created. Today, we'll be reading in Psalm chapter 2, verses 1 through 12, and we'll read that God hears. He hears the raging of the nations and the plots of the rulers. What do they want? They want freedom from God. But the way to real freedom is by submission and not by rebellion. 
and we'll read that God laughs. Puny man does not worry God with all his noise and threats. Over the noise of the nations, listen for the assuring voice of God. Psalm 2, verses 1 through 12. Why do the nations rage? Why do the people waste their time with futile plans? The kings of the earth prepare for battle. The rulers plot together against the Lord and against His Anointed One. Let us break their chains, they cry, and free ourselves from this slavery. But the one who rules in heaven laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. Then in anger He rebukes them, terrifying them with His fierce fury. For the Lord declares, I have placed my chosen king on the throne in Jerusalem, my holy city. The king proclaims the Lord's decree. The Lord said to me, You are my son. Today I have become your father. Only ask, and I will give you the nations as your inheritance, the ends of the earth as your possession. You will break them with an iron rod and smash them like clay pots. Now then, you kings, act wisely. Be warned, you rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with reverent fear and rejoice with trembling. Submit to God's royal Son, or He will become angry, and you will be destroyed in the midst of your pursuits, for His anger can flare up in an instant. But what joy for all who find protection in Him! Proverbs 18, verse 13. What a shame, what folly, to give advice before listening to the facts.
we will not forget who you are and what you've done for us. What you've done for us. Though the world sees and soon forgets, we will not forget who you are and what you've done for us. What you've done for us. Though the world sees and soon forgets, we will not forget who you are and what you've done for us. <laughs> what you've done for us.